Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and ratified co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on containment of pet rodents. Our topics for this week are rodent cage construction contents of rodent cages, and containment needs for rats, mice, guinea pigs, gerbils, and hamsters. Pet rodents housed alone are more anxious about being handled than those kept in groups. Most pet rodents should be contained in groups, but there are important exceptions. Adult male mice should not be housed together to prevent fighting. Adult hamsters prefer to live a solitary life, especially adult females. For these reasons, as well as managing reproduction within groups, it's important to be able to correctly determine the sex of all small mammals. Anogenital distance is generally used for sexing rodents. Females have a shorter anal genital distance than do males. The safest approach to minimizing aggression within a group of small mammals is to group members of the same sex and the same litter after puberty to to control breeding and fighting. Spacious enclosures and small hide boxes that can be defended will minimize aggression among males. Introduction of new rodents to an established colony should take days to weeks, beginning with mixing used substrate material from both cages and sharing the mixture in each cage to allow adaptation to smells that will be with the new mixed group. All small animal containments should be free of sharp projections, easily cleaned, well ventilated, but free of drafts. Wood enclosures absorb urine and will foul the air with ammonia. Most small mammals will also gnaw through wood enclosures. Wire mesh lids are recommended for adequate ventilation. Drinking water should be constantly present and provided in a way that prevents the water from being spilled or contaminated. Shade from direct sunlight should always be present in the enclosure. Substrates, which is bedding, should be kiln-dyed pine, aspen, paper products, or good quality grass hay. Cedar or fresh pine shavings should not be used due to volatile irritant oils. And cat litter should be avoided because of the dust and possible ingestion and digestive tract compaction. Cloth materials such as towels should not be used for bedding. Strings can be 
ingested and cut the lining of the digestive tract or become caught around a leg or a neck. Most rodents burrow and rest during the day to avoid heat and thermal regulate. When in captivity, they can be at risk of heat stress and the temperature of their containment should be carefully regulated. Wood or plastic cages can be easily gnawed by rodents. Flooring should be solid to prevent foot and leg injuries from wire flooring. Plastic coating will be chewed off and should not be used on wire cages. Substrate should be one inch deep, but cedar shavings should not be used. Wet cedar shavings release fumes that are toxic to the respiratory tract. Other unsafe wood substrates include cherry, citrus wood, pine that has not been dried, oleander, plum, and redwood. Aspen shavings, chopped straw, or stripped paper are safe. Sand can be used for gerbils. Mice, hamsters, and gerbils need mesh wire lids to provide adequate ventilation. Substrates should not be dusty especially if used in solid wall enclosures such as in aquariums. Gerbils and hamsters can be satisfactorily housed in large aquariums so that at least three inches of substrate can be provided to meet their burrowing desire while containing the substrate within the enclosure. Hiding and sleeping areas should be provided. Small prey animals hide in small dark areas to escape being eaten in the wild and are stressed if they do not have a hiding area. Enrichments for mental and physical stimulation should be added, such as clay flower pots, empty coconut shells, or tunnels of PVC pipe. Enrichments can include ladders and ropes for climbing as well as exercise wheels. Exercise wheels should not have any rough edges. Exercise balls should not be used if there's access to stairs or other ledges for the ball to roll off. Blocks of untreated wood should be provided for gnawing. All rodents will gnaw wood. Their teeth continually grow and gnawing is an instinctive means of wearing off the teeth to keep up with the new growth. Containment contents should be routinely rearranged on a regular basis to maintain interest and mental stimulation, except for hamsters, which prefer stability in the location of their possessions. Boredom and stereotypic behaviors will result from an inability to gnaw on objects and sort through mental challenges. Mice should have substrate replaced every two to three days and enclosures washed weekly. Gerbil and hamster cages can be cleaned less often, but at least weekly. Plastic or glass enclosures are recommended for mice and rats. Mesh wire sides allow draft. And metal condenses moisture, which supports bacterial growth. Wire mesh lids should not have mesh openings of more than one centimeter square. The size of the enclosure and the mesh lids should be large enough to provide adequate ventilation. An adult mouse should have 15 square inches of floor space 
and a cage height of at least 5 inches, while adult rats should have 40 square inches and a height of 7 inches. The minimum space requirements for two or three mice is 18 by 18 inches and 10 inches high. Mice should have one inch deep substrate, but rats do not require as much. Mice are excellent climbers and need a mesh wire lid on the top of their confinement. Rats should have at least 12 by 24 inches by 12 inches high space for each rat. Wire bottom perches for rats should not have mesh openings greater than one half by one half inch to prevent the rat's foot from getting caught in the wire. Solid floors are preferred. Vertical exercise with climbing structures such as ropes, ramps, and branches are desirable, especially for rats. PVC pipes and blocks of wood with drilled holes can provide tunnels to explore and hiding areas. Exercise wheels for rats should be at least 12 inches in diameter. Chewing toys can include untreated wood blocks, cardboard tubes and boxes, and rawhide chews for dogs. Rats and mice like to create their own nesting material by shredding toilet paper, paper towels, straw, and other easily shredded materials. Rats should be kept away from birds and dogs, cats, and other mammals since they may be prey for some animals and a predator of others. Male rats can be housed together, but adult male mice will often attack each other. Enclosures should provide a temperature of 65 to 75 Fahrenheit and a humidity of 40 to 70 percent. Temperature above 85 degrees Fahrenheit can lead to heat stroke. Humidity of less than 30% for rats can cause dehydration and necrosis of the tail called ringtail. Guinea pig containment is simple since they do not climb or jump. The cage should be at least 12 by 24 inches of floor space per adult and wire sides that are at least 10 inches high. Long-term enclosures should provide two by four feet of space for each guinea pig to provide sufficient exercise space. Ventilation and regular enclosure cleaning are important to reduce the chance of respiratory problems from urine-produced ammonia. Sides of the enclosure may be glass, plastic, metal, or wire mesh. Wood should not be used since it can absorb waste products and pathogens. Although guinea pigs do not climb well or jump, a top lid should be provided to protect guinea pigs from other animals and should be wire mesh to provide needed ventilation. An exercise area should be 36 inches long. Environmental enrichments should include multi-levels with gentle sloping solid bottom ramps. PVC pipe tunnels, and chewables, such as wood blocks and rawhide chews. To protect their small feet from injury, the floor, ramps, ledges, and exercise wheels should have a smooth, solid bottom. 
A sturdy plastic tub is sufficient if adequate ventilation can occur. Guinea pigs will clog sipper bottles with food and containment water bottles with feces. Tip-resistant heavy water bowls should be cleaned daily. Food bowls should be small enough to prevent the guinea pig from climbing in it. Guinea pigs of either sex can be kept in the same enclosure, but adult males will fight with newly introduced males. For supervised outdoor excursions, guinea pigs can be contained in collapsible, portable fencing or small plastic pools made for children. Shade and hiding boxes should be provided. Guinea pigs should be maintained at an environmental temperature of 65 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit and a humidity level below 50%. Heat stroke is a risk at temperatures above 85 degrees. Gerbils are gregarious and can be housed together regardless of gender. They're good jumpers and the enclosure wall should be tall enough to prevent them from jumping out. Plus they should have a lid for additional assurance for preventing escape. Gerbils are very active and need space to prevent behavioral problems associated with overcrowding. Therefore, enclosures should provide at least 12 by 24 inches for a pair of gerbils with walls at least 12 inches high. The containment floor should be solid and smooth. Gerbils like to frequently stand on their hind feet, which could lead to injuries of their small feet or delicate tail by wire mesh flooring. Likewise, only solid floored exercise wheels should be used for gerbils. Wheels that have spokes which may catch their tail should not be used. Glass aquariums or plastic tubs with wire mesh lids for ventilation are adequate containment structures. Five gallons of space are needed for each gerbil. Gerbils are indigenous to the desert, and so a pan of sand should be provided for gerbils to bathe in for personal hygiene and mental stimulation. The best temperature range is 60 to 90 degrees, and a relative humidity should be near 30%. Aspen shaving, sand, or paper products are adequate substrates. Container enrichment should include PVC tubing for hiding and exercise, as well as ladders, cardboard boxes, toilet paper, or paper towel tubes, ramps, and rocks. Adult sexually mature golden Syrian hamsters should be housed alone, except for breeding. Chinese or Russian hamsters are smaller, less solitary, and can be housed in groups of littermates. Stainless steel cages are best with deep bedding for burrowing, using aspen shavings or paper products. Enclosure walls should be at least six inches above the level of the substrate. A single hamster should have a cage of at least 12 by 16 inches and 12 inches high. 
Cages should be well ventilated. Bar cages are preferable. Female hamsters come into estrus every four days accompanied by a strong odor. Recommended cage enrichments include an exercise wheel of fine mesh or a solid running surface and ramps, ladders, and tubes for climbing and hiding. Exercise wheels should be at least five and a half inches in diameter. A hamster's exercise ball may be beneficial, but there can be risks of injuries from rolling downstairs or from exhaustion. When reassembling the enclosure after cleaning, hide boxes, chew blocks, and other items should be replaced in their original locations. Hamsters are finicky about the arrangement of their enclosure. Temperature should be maintained between 64 and 79 degrees Fahrenheit. At temperatures below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, hamsters will hibernate, go into a prolonged dormant state. And if it's above 80 degrees Fahrenheit, hamsters will estivate, which is a sleep-like state similar to hibernation. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. The gender of pet rodents should be confirmed to provide needed separation for some. Rodent cages should never be made of wood. All rodents gnaw wood. Rodent containment Considerations include species-appropriate ventilation, temperature, substrate, hiding areas, and exercise room. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. and is available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. My new spiral-bound handbook, Concise textbook of small animal handling was recently published and is available from all major science book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about variations in sight abilities among domestic animals. Hey, Abby, do you need glasses? She said her friends say that she looks better without them, but she just can't see it. (laughs) 